Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is February 18th, and our reading comes from Mark chapter 3. I want to touch on verse where it says that Jesus news about his miracles have spread far and wide and vast numbers of people came to see him. And the thought that came to mind when I read that is, what if we lived in such a way that the people in our lives experienced healing and new life and people from everywhere came to be with us? I know when you hear that, it sounds like, well, I know that's true for Jesus, but could it ever be true for me? As we are learning to be with Jesus and we're becoming more and more like Jesus, then we actually get to do what Jesus did. And when people are with us, they experience new life. They begin to taste the fruit of the Spirit. They are healed and made whole and they leave transformed. I just think it's a great thing for us to be praying about and every day inviting the Spirit of God to produce His life in us so that we become a blessing to everybody in our lives. Isn't that good? Verse 10, it says, He healed many people that day. So when people came, when they touched Jesus, they were healed. And I just pray as people interact with us, Man, that they'll be healed. Verse 13, afterwards, Jesus went up on the mountainside and he called the ones he wanted to go with him. And they came to him and he appointed 12 of them and called them his apostles. They were to accompany him and he would send them out to preach, giving them authority to cast out demons. These are the 12 he chose. So once again, they're with him. They're becoming like him. He's sending them out to do what Jesus did. Who is it? Simon, James, and John, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, Simon, and Thaddeus, and Judas. They're the 12. Now, when I read that, here's what I thought. Am I a follower of Jesus? Are you a follower of Jesus? Are you a person Jesus would have invited to be with him? Are you a person Jesus would have numbered? Are you a person when everybody looks at you, it's obvious you're following Jesus? Man, I want that to be so. I want that to be true for me. And I want that to be true for you. The Christian life is not about praying a prayer so we can go to heaven one day. The Christian life is about entering into a relationship with Jesus by grace through faith in what Jesus did for you on the cross and then actually learning to follow him, walking with him, living in relationship with him and allowing him to transform you from the inside out so that those who know you would say, Alan, or you put your name there, is a disciple, a follower of Christ. Again, let's make that our prayer. Verse 20, a little bit of a warning here. One time Jesus entered a house and the crowds began to gather around him and soon he and his disciples couldn't even find time to eat. When his family heard what was happening, they tried to take him away. They said he's out of his mind. (laughs) The truth is, if you begin to follow Jesus, there's some people who will think you're crazy. Because following Jesus is swimming upstream. Following Jesus is swimming against 
the current. It's fighting against the culture. And that's what Jesus has called us to do. And the truth is, for some people, they think we're crazy. But what they don't understand is that we've discovered new life and a new way to live. I love Romans chapter 12, verse 2, that says, Do not allow culture to take you downstream. But instead, man, swim against the current. Swim upstream. We don't want to be conformed. We don't want to be squeezed into the mold, the image of the world. We're being transformed into the image of Christ. And sometimes when that's true, people will look at us like we've got a third eye. They don't understand why we live the way we live, why we do what we do, how, why we respond the way we respond. And that's okay. That's part of what it means to follow Jesus. Now, now watch this, verse 23, Jesus called the disciples over and responded with this illustration. How can Satan cast out Satan? A kingdom divided by civil war will collapse. So the religious leaders had accused Jesus of casting out demons by the power of Satan. And Jesus says, a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. Now here's what I think is important about that. In church culture, in our families, and even as a nation, we have to be careful. Today, we have become so polarized. And when we disagree with somebody, we think we're supposed to make them our enemy and destroy them. Jesus said, a kingdom divided against itself will not stand. So we've got to be careful as a nation. And we've got to be careful. Listen, in church world, sometimes even in the church, people in the same church, We've picked sides and we think the way to win, to be right, is to destroy the other person. Jesus never did anything like that. Even in our own family, sometimes in marriage, we're so determined to get our way, to have what we're convinced will make us happy, that we pick sides and we're determined to destroy a person that we pledged our life to love. Man, let's stop it. What did Jesus say the second greatest commandment was? To love your neighbor as yourself. What's the golden rule? Do unto others what you'd have them do unto you. Let's make sure that as followers of Christ, we're not going around blowing people up, canceling each other, slandering people's character, putting people in a box, living a polarized life. No, you know what Jesus did? Instead of being polarized, what Jesus did is he left heaven, he crossed the great divide, he entered into our world to bring the gap. Let's be gap bridgers. Let's be peacemakers. Let's do what Jesus did. And then finally, verse 28, he says, I tell you the truth, all sin and blasphemy can be forgiven, but anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. This is a sin with eternal consequences. He told them this because they were saying he's possessed by an evil spirit. In other words, they were looking at the work of God and blaming it on Satan. Why is that so unforgivable? Here's why. Jesus is saying, you're looking at an obvious miracle and work of God, but you're calling it the devil. You're closing your heart. You're turning away from what is obvious. You've embraced a lie and you're condemning your own soul. It reminds me again of Romans chapter one. You might want to read this verses 18 through the end of the chapter where Paul says they knew the truth, 
But instead of embracing the truth, they turned away from the truth and to darkness. And because of that, they destroyed themselves. They lost their souls. So Jesus is saying this, when you see God working around you or you sense God working in you, and you turn away from the work of God and blame it on the devil, you turn towards darkness, independence, self-sufficiency, and soon it destroys your own soul. So let's make sure every day, here's what we're trying to do every single day. Let's turn our heart Let's turn our face to Jesus. Let's invite Jesus into every area of our life to have his way to heal us and to transform us so that we can represent him well in our world. Let me pray for you, Father. I just love seeing Jesus, that everywhere he went, the crowds followed that people knew if I can get close to Jesus, if I can touch him, if I can see him, I'll be healed, I'll be changed. He gave them hope. And God, I pray that that would be true for us, that as you are growing your kingdom, as your character is growing in us, that people around us would experience your life, that they would taste new life and it would bring healing and peace and purpose and inspiration and hope into their whole soul so that they would decide to be a follower of Jesus just as we have. God, help us to follow you every day. Help us to follow you today, to hear your voice today, to be a source of healing today. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me today. I hope that encourages you. And remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.